0: Welcome back to the hollow sky podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Steven and Kyle and happy Monday hollow cult. We are back again ready to slay another week. Hell yeah. Oh boy. Oh
1: boy. Hell yeah.
0: Today um, Kyle has talked to a listener and he has put together quite a story of experiences uh, from our friend here. Uh, they wish to stay anonymous, so we are going to keep it at that. But Kyle has uh, went through all the information and put together quite an interesting um, show here that uh, we're going to share with you all. But before we do that, we got to get through all the business. So check us out at all social medias: Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, uh, Reddit, Discord. I don't know if I said Instagram or not, but just everywhere. Go over there, search up the Hollow Sky podcast, become part of the Hollow Cult, and just continue increasing the community. It is such a cool place to be and a cool community to be a part of. So many great minds and great people that uh, have conglomerated in this little corner of the internet known as Hollow Sky. Um if you have a paranormal experience you'd like to share for a future episode Kyle's got some info that you're going to want.
1: You can text or call the holophone which is going to be 1618-556-0837. You can also write your story out, shoot it over to the email, you can record yourself on your smart memo app or smart or voice memo app whatever it is and or with the video Shoot it over to the, the email once again, which is going to be hollow at gmail.com. If you'd rather sit down and, and try to schedule an interview with me and Steve to explain your stories, you're more than welcome to do that. That's going to be hollow at gmail.com. We are kind of back burning those for a minute because we're so swamped here of late, but we are going to try to start carving out some time to get to those. Um, yeah, just leave us a story any way you can and we'll try to get back to you as soon as possible.
0: A couple little pieces I'm going to touch on here. We were recently on the Strange Road uh, live YouTube show, also podcast. Definitely hop over there and check those guys out. For sure. Uh, They're doing awesome things. Getting uh, their show off the ground running. Go show them some holocult love and support. Another thing is... Kind of, uh, I like to share our like our victories because they're all of our victories here. And I was searching around on the internet and I found this uh, article from PodSauce: Phenomenal Phenomenon: Seven of the Most Intriguing Podcasts Exploring the Unexplained. So, as I was looking through, they have the Unsolved Mysteries podcast, um, Uncanny, Unexplained. Last podcast on the left, and yours truly, the Hollow Boys are on there. So I think this is the first like legit list we've ever made, so it's kind of dope. So I just thought I'd share that with everyone. Uh, You guys are awesome. It is pretty cool. Thanks for helping us keep this thing running. If you'd like to support the show, there's tons of ways you you can do it. We have a Patreon you can go over and check out. We've kind of been on a break for the holidays, but we're getting ready to get that back up and grinding, putting more content out over there. Uh, We have a uh, Venmo if you'd like to drop some monster money in there. That's been kind of popping off lately. So thank you to everyone who's been donating to the holocaust. Oh, you could mention us word of mouth. Most importantly, share the show, share it around social media, share it word of mouth, share it just as much as you can. The more ears we fall on, the larger the Cult grows, the more stories we get, the better and more expansive this whole show gets. Um, You can also leave us a five-star rating and review. If you do, and I find it wherever you listen to your favorite podcast, I will gladly read it out. Today is from our friend Mad Moxie. Moxie says, insatiably excellent weirdness. I came to the holocult by the way of the Appalachian Intelligence Podcast, shout out to the AI boys, and have not a single regret. These guys are outstanding, a true diamond in the rough of podcast. I'm absolutely thrilled each time I see a new podcast drop the work and thoughtfulness put into their topics of interest and their storytelling abilities and lighthearted banter, the hilarious insight, their self depreciation. I could go on and on. I feel like I'm coming to spend time with my favorite uncles. Every time I tune in many podcasts, leave me passing over episodes. They can't hold my interest, but hollow sky never misses. I'm working to set aside funds regularly to donate because I want the boys to have everything they need to continue their stellar work, delving into the w- stellar work, delving into the world, weird, all my love, mad moxie. Well, Moxie. First off, thanks for taking the time to leave us a five-star rating and this wonderful review. Uh we we try our best, you know.
1: That's all we can do.
0: And um, I'm gonna take uh, favorite uncles as a as a positive.
1: Yeah, I mean, aside from the fact that it's like an old joke, but <laughs> we'll take it. Any we, g- any good compliment, we're, we're more than happy to take.
0: We will take it and i mean as far as as donating that is entirely up to you yeah, we appreciate you. we appreciate everything you guys do for us so don't don't feel obligated <laughs> but thank you for sure for taking the time to uh, send us that um another thing i forgot to mention uh wednesdays check us out at youtube yes over at the live the night shift that
1: thing has been rolling. It is, man. It's it's quickly becoming I mean it's obvious it's becoming a fan favorite. Like they and last dude, last Wednesday, come on. Like those call-ins were ridiculous.
0: Wild. They were uh, ridiculous. Weird eyeball creature. Um I just Uncanny
1: Valley at the end.
0: Yeah, I don't even know. I don't even know. Where it was so
1: run. good, so good.
0: We almost had a hundred people in the chat. We're hoping to break triple digits awesome. this Wednesday. Everybody show up, get involved in the chat. The chat, the chat is something on its own. It's just doing yeah. its own thing. While yep. We're it, doing our own thing. It's just a whole. It's its own entity. It's a vibe. But yeah, come over and hang out for that because we've got that off the ground and running. Okay. Well, with that being said. Uh, We're not going to do a uh, personal encounter this week because the whole show is kind of a personal encounter, and Kyle's done quite a bit of work on it, so we're going to try to get this all into one show. So we're just going to run with that. So without further ado, take it away, Kyle.
1: Right on. Uh, Yeah, it's been a really busy week. You know, Thursday, well, Tuesday, we had interview with Strange Road. Strange Road. Yep. And then Wednesday, we did Night Shift. And then right before uh, Night Shift, I get some text messages about how we need to have a conversation with a friend. And so I'm like, whatever. Why not, right? The week's already been just jam-packed. Let's do this. So... And then I've spent, I've spent all day today kind of recapping the story because he wants to be completely anonymous, uh, wants no affiliation with it whatsoever. He just wanted to get his story out there. So, like I said, I started. I received um, some text messages a while ago. It's been a while back, but it did catch my attention because this person explains how they've already sent an email, which could have you know, gotten lost in the junk mail. However, the text messages don't get lost. So I, you know, I I click on it and I start reading it. And it says something along the lines, I've got an insane story, but this needs to remain off the record, so to speak, mostly because of my safety along with you and yours. Please contact me back when you have time. So of course, I can't just sit and let that one go. I respond back with what's going on. You know, sorry sorry for the late response once again with the the holophone. I don't always respond to text right away because I usually leave the phone at home. I don't want to take it with me, misplace it, break it, whatever. So this person responds after a while and is completely understanding of the situation and my delay in responding. But they go on to state how they've had a run-in with a shadow government group that he refuses to type over the phone or any form of internet. He's that worried about it. So once again, can't let this go. I let the person know, Hey, we're definitely into hearing your story. Um, Let me get a hold of Steve and we'll, I'll attempt to try to set something up a date and time where we can talk, which between work, family, podcast time zones, it gets really tricky, you know? So some time goes by mostly due to my schedule, not his. Uh, I actually on uh, one of the I don't know if it's the last night shift or the, the night shift prior, but I did bring it up. I mentioned how I have this story from this guy who's had a run in with government stuff. Hopefully, he's still willing to have a conversation, but I do need to reach out. Like magic, you know. I, I'm not sure if he heard that on the show and responded, or if it was just perfect timing. But I checked the holophone right before. We do this last night shift, and it says, we need to talk soon. I realize it's from the same person, and that's when I'm like, all right, whatever. I text him back, and he's like, listen, man, I'm getting ready to go on a five-day work thing. I'm unreachable for a while. Um, So the sooner the better. So I, I throw it out there to set it up for Thursday night. You know, Steve already had actually had prior engagements, so I was like, whatever. I'll sit down, talk with him, make an episode out of this, see what happens. Thursday night comes and he ends up giving me a call. So the conversation more or less starts off with a warning, a disclaimer, so to speak. He asks if I if I'm sure that I want to proceed with this story. He's like, Listen. This is all from digging into an organization which has turned my life completely upside down. It's brought literal demons into my home. However, up until this point, this person's life has been pretty clear. And what I mean by that is that years back, he went through what you're going to hear, the entire story. And all of it had kind of gone away until he reached out to us. To tell his story to. And. For making the storytelling. A little bit easier. I'm going to call this person Jay. So he says you know. After he contacted us. Wanting to tell his story. Things start to ramp up. The very night after he sent his initial text. A dream came to Jay. Well inside this dream. A demon appears. And it's it's a familiar demon. It's from a house in the deep south where he used to live, where a lot of this story takes place. It got to the point where this person actually moved from this house in the deep south as far north as he could go for the most part. Um, anyways, this demon appears in the dream and sees Jay. It looks right at him. It acknowledges him. So Jay wakes up. But in upon waking up, He's experiencing full paralysis. He can't move at all. But at the same time, he can hear someone walking around in his kitchen. And it sounds like they're banging the cabinets around when all of a sudden he hears a big clatter. And when he was able to get up the next day to go investigate this, someone had actually, someone or something had actually taken the light cover over the stove And threw it across the the kitchen and broke it. Now, during this time when he's hearing all this noise go on, Jay actually notices someone walking around in his room. And he explains how it's like, it's almost like he was urged to go back to sleep. Not that they knocked him out, but it was almost like he was urged to go back to sleep. And... Some time passes. Jay's Jay's sleeping, but he's woken up again, and he hears someone walking around in his bathroom. This time, well, Jay fights the urge to go back to sleep. He fights the paralysis that he's he's being put under, and he reaches over and he gets his hand on the firearm that is next to his bed. And he said, as soon as he he does this, as soon as his hand. Making contact with that firearm, he hears the person in the bathroom just blast out of there, just take off, run him. But it was almost like at this very moment, he he was knocked out this time. They they forced him to go back under.
0: I just want to take the time to say that I didn't get to sit in on the actual call, but I did listen to it and uh, listen to a little bit of it. So I'm, this is kind of. New for me also, but I just want to note the correlations between the things that have happened in my home and the things that Jay is experiencing, like the sleep paralysis, uh, the <laughs> the feeling of fear, someone being in the house, uh, whatever this shadow entity is, it's all hidden kind of close to home as far as that goes. Where, granted, a nothing had essentially knocked me out, but it did remind me of the night shift story where whatever this thing was was trying to pull, pull somebody out of body. Right. Where this thing can also affect people to fall back into sleep paralysis and fall into uh, back to sleep unconsciousness, essentially, which is a weird, um, a weird pattern that we're running into with whatever these entities are, that they have the the ability to kind of manipulate. Your consciousness, so to speak. Right. It's weird.
1: It is definitely weird. It's definitely bizarre. Um, so that leads into, Jay kind of breaks away from the story for a minute, and he kind of starts to express how he, he's, he's been worrying about Steve and I, explaining how some of the things... We were, we were currently going through and are currently going through may be from him reaching back out. <clears throat> he explains how this shadow organization in particular has a lot of advanced tech. Uh, the tactics that they employ are almost exactly that of gang stalking. They will do all types of small things to start prying into your life, making you feel crazy, making you act crazy making you appear crazy. Jay explains how the only reason we're even having this conversation is because he actually had friends and other people who were able to witness some of these strange happenings with him. Because as you can imagine, when you, when you hear the entirety of the story, you can only imagine as to what he's gone through and you could easily see how you would question your sanity at these points. Uh Jay stresses how by a certain point he was at you know wits end trying to deal with all this. He felt like no one believed him. He was on his own. He was a combat veteran so they blamed a lot of it on the war. Uh a lot of people thought that he was doing drugs. And and in, for the most part, I mean if you hear people acting in in this this manner, a lot of normal people are going to use that type of of ideology to explain the situation to you and themselves to help, you know, and, and and, I mean, you kind of understand it. You can't argue people doing that, but you know, you, it just, it just sounds crazy. And listening to your friend talk about this, like if he was talking about this to his friends, and you say you were the, the friend and you weren't, you don't, you didn't buy into any of these topics. You didn't buy into secret government organizations, aliens, ghosts, all of that. You you would instantly start questioning dude's sanity. Uh, but with that being said, he, he kind of ventures back and, and he was telling me how one night Jay was with some friends inside his home. And, things had been going on for a while with Jay. So Jay began to take steps and he started setting up traps for the people that were messing with him. He ended up uh, putting a makeshift spike strip in his yard outside the back door. And what he said, what these people were doing They would actually come up to his back door or his windows and they would take, you ever seen, Steve, you ever been on like, or seen like SWAT shows or cop shows where they take those worm cameras and stick them through the vents and shit? Yeah, yeah. That's what he said they were sticking underneath his back door and stuff. They were sticking cameras in the windows and the doors. That's fucked up. Right? So one night, like I said, he's there with all of his friends. They're sitting around and he hears someone start to fiddle with the back door. And so Jay motions for everybody. He's like, be quiet. And he hears that that camera come underneath the door again. Well, Jay's like, I was only a few giant steps from the back door, so I started bolting for the door. Well, the dude hears Jay bolting for the door. He yanks the camera out, and it it causes him to fall back into the yard, and he actually lands on one of them spike strips. (laughs) And everybody in there heard dude outside start cussing and screaming about it. Oh, that's but the dude was fast enough to get back up, get on his feet, and take off into the woods. So Jay was unable to catch him. That's wild. But everybody there heard the situation unfold itself. And at, at this point, you know, I, I'm like, I'm in, I'm a soul. Let's let's do this. And Jay's like that that's kind of like the the preamble. This is like a snippet of the story. He's like, so are you ready to hear like the full story? Like every, every, I'm like, yeah, dude, I'm sold. I'm in. And he's like, all right. And he's like, he asked, he, he asked me again before he starts. He's like, are you guys sure you're prepared to deal with whatever comes with this? And with all that secrecy and shit, it kind of made me a little nervous. I'm not going to lie. You know, I'm a little bit nervous about it. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, I'm here. Let's do this, you know? And he's like, well, make sure you ask Steve this, too, before you guys you guys decide to air this. You make sure you clear it with Steve. And I'm like, I will, man. I promise. So Jay officially begins the story with when he gets out of the military. Jay, he says, you know, I made a lot of friends over there. I, I, I had friends in high places. I had spec op friends, airborne rangers, people with classified clearances, and people who actually end up later on in the story verifying the technology that's being used against him. Jay knows that most people are going to hear this story and think none of it's true. He realizes every aspect of that and he doesn't care. He's like, this is my truth. This is what I have to tell you. So a lot of it started when he, or some of it started when he was in Iraq he, he started to develop this issue of sleepwalking. He's like, I, I would actually get up even with my loaded rifle and go walk. And I would just, they would find me out there basically in the middle of nowhere with my rifle. And I, and I don't remember how I got
0: there. That's scary. It is
1: scary. And Jay claims that something was taken over him and, and kind of test driving, if you will. Uh, he describes how, you know, in, in correlation to this, like he kind of fast forwards, but he says there was a time when he moved back home to the north where one day or one night he had he woke up in his car, miles away from his house, eating a burger. And he's like, I I don't remember any of it at all whatsoever. I just woke up, I'm in a parking lot eating a burger. Um,
0: that's terrifying in itself yeah having having your life play out parts of your life play out and have no recollection
1: at all of what's happening uh, Jay would experience missing time but it's not in like the alien context it's just like the way he, I took it as he's describing it to me is like say Steve say you're in your, your office at work I come in and you're like hey Kyle I need you to go down and see Shauna. give her this information. Like, I need you to do that for me, okay? Oh, okay. Like, it was getting so bad that they would start putting sticky notes on him because he couldn't remember, even in that short of time, he would forget. Like Just going down the hall. Yeah, just going down the hallway. That that aspect of time would leave him.
0: That's terrible. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, But Jay... In the end, Jay thinks that when he was in the military, because of his friends in high places, one possibility is that they showed him something that he wasn't supposed to see. Because of this, they 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 put him essentially through something that wipes his <clears throat> memories. Because Jay claims that he, he's in contact with people who will be like, hey, man... Uh, do you remember that time in our service when we when we met up in Germany and then we deployed over to Iraq or Afghanistan wherever it was? And Jay's like, I don't know who you are. I've never been to Germany. I remember be you know going to Sweden and then being deployed out. And the guy's like, No, dude, like we was in Germany. Like don't don't you remember doing this this and this? And Jay's like, No, man, I don't. I don't even know who you are. And that guy pulled out his phone and showed Jay pictures of him, of them together in Germany. There's signs in German in the whole nine. And Jay's like, what the hell, man? Like, how do I not remember any of this stuff? Like, why is it, why is there a section of my life that's just missing? But when Jay ended his military career and he was able to come home, he initially moved down South and his, his mother actually lived down south. Well, one night they were having a party at his, his mother's house. And Jay and his mom are out on the back porch. They're, they're kind of shooting the shit and having a beer whenever he notices someone standing in the wood line. And, you know, his mom's out there. And he's like, Mom, I can see someone over in the woods there. And bless her heart. In the end, and I I could, I could feel it the way he was talking to me. He's like, he's like, she looked at me and was like, "Listen, baby, you're not in war anymore. Like it's, it's all okay. Like things are different back here, you know." And 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 bless her heart for for trying to comfort her son. Like she, which would be completely and one hundred percent understandable for her to make that statement. You know what I mean? Yeah, Yeah. Well. You know he's like, Mom, I'm not crazy, like there's somebody back there, and she's like, Hey, it's okay, you know, and he's like, All right, give me the, give me the pellet gun. So she reaches in the kitchen and grabs the pellet gun from behind the door and hands it to him. And he raises it and shoots in the woods. <laughs> and sure as shit, his mother gasps because she along with him sees somebody move.
0: Move. It reminds me of the uh, same shit that was going on with the Andrews family.
1: Bro, it gets it gets just like that.
0: The exact same shit where they saw the Watchers in the woods. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, Jay nicknames them the Creepers. That's what he names them. Checks, out. Checks uh, out. And he's like, dude, they were always in the woods watching. Always. So to start passing time and and i i get the feel from our conversation you know me and jays that the paranormal world conspiracy world has always appealed to him just like the rest of us right it's always been something that's kind of been for him just like all of us um uh, but the past a little bit of time when he gets home and to to search for the truth you know he he joins this essentially a telegram group And it was a Alex Jones group, but the group was basically set up to where whenever Alex Jones and his group were, they would get a hold of documents. They would dump these documents in this group kind of for a security purpose, you know, like, hey, we have this document. We're going to post it in here. That way, if it were to disappear from our laptops or whatever, it's out here. You guys know about it, et cetera, et cetera. Well, while this this one dump comes across and everybody in the the forum is going through it, they are talking it up about what's going on. And some of the people in the chat start messaging about how they now they can't exit the chat. The chat is permanently pulled up on their phones. So Jay starts to he tries to exit out of his and he can't. So he pulls the battery out of his phone, lets his phone reset and gives it a couple minutes, puts the battery back in, turns the phone back on. He's like, I saw my, my phone go from about three quarter full to zero instantly. It went completely off and when I went to plug this in, my phone actually caught on fire. And he claims that it was because wild. the people that were monitoring this were able to reverse the polarity of his battery and catch his phone on fire. Because ironically enough, what was in this this document that got leaked was kind of what's happening today. Um, it talked a lot about how they were going to inject and inflate the United States currency to devalue it and Basically, crashed the entire economy. So it was a lot of that conspiracy talk, right? All this stuff. But I'm like, man, that's kind of weird because it's kind of going on today. And he's like, yeah, this was back in like, I don't know what it was, 2010, 2012, something like that. Like I said, his phone end up catches fire. He has to throw it out the back door. During this, he was he was at a buddy's house too. So his buddy saw his phone catch fire for absolutely no reason. But a few days later, Jay was helping one of his neighbors move. Now, during this move, Jay was kind of making conversation with them. And he was telling them, he's like, hey, man, you're not going to believe this. The other day, I got this info dump on my phone. I was sharing it. Uh, I was going through it. My phone caught on fire the whole nine. His neighbors are like, what are you going on about, dude? Like, I don't know about all this. So. Anyways, he he helps them get done with it, and I guess his his mom, him and his mom had talked, Jay's mom, that is, and Jay's like, hey, mom, can I uh, swing by, you know, get a cold beverage, kind of relax for a little bit? She's like, yeah, come on over. Let's visit. He goes over there, and he's like, I kind of need to take a, just to relax for a minute. She's like, well, why don't you go lay down in, in your old room, and ah, uh, just relax for a little bit. And he's like, all right. So he goes in there and he sits down on the bed. And he's like, as soon as I sit down on the bed, I start to hear and feel this very low frequency, which is he attributes it to ELF, you know, the extremely low frequency. But it puts him in this state of paralysis. During, during this, he, which would be absolutely terrifying, But during this, he begins to see memories of him during his military past being pulled up in front of him like a slideshow. And then he also begins to hear voices. Two men were talking, saying things like, should we kill him? Nah, he didn't see anything. We'll be all right. And the scary part for Jay was that he actually recognized one of these voices. Oh, shit the por- person in question was in his unit from afghanistan and he's like i'm telling you right now, Kyle this dude was a bad motherfucker. He terrified all of us because he did he he didn't care. You know, he he was one of those guys. Um they also said things like we're good, he's not going to say anything, he knows we're here. And he's like after they said that and the frequency shortly after stops. Jay hears a diesel truck fire up from outside and drive off.
0: So so at this point, does he think that they were really there physically? Yes. Not yeah. like kind of a, a voice in mind kind of technology nope. or even like some sort of maybe portal technology?
1: No, nope. Jay, Jay said they were physically outside, and they had used some device to almost hijack his brain you know inject their voices and pull up memories
0: do Um, they does he think that this guy uh from his squad in afghanistan uh is correlated to the possible information he was shown that's a good question his brain
1: that's a good question I, i didn't know
0: I don't know. I didn't so that'd ask be, that.
1: That'd be interesting. That is an interesting question, and I'm sure Jay will listen to this and probably fill us in. So we'll always have. We'll probably have a lot of updates on this story, but because I'll just go ahead and say it now. Um, I when I was talking to Jay after our we had about an hour and forty minute conversation, and I I believe Jay, I believe Jay for uh, uh, several reasons. He. You could tell without question, he wasn't reading from a script. To me, he sounded like a person that was extremely focused. He was he was nervous to a degree, not so much that he was scared or not willing to talk. But when I say nervous, I mean like I was trying to explain it to Steve. Cause I'm very this way. But you know, Jay dealt with this from like twenty ten to current times essentially and he's been telling himself he's going to tell us the story. So his brain has been working the the history of the story in which way to to tell us and and when I experience that I get in this zone where especially if I'm nervous I just want to tell the story. I don't want interruptions because if I get interrupted and get sidetracked too much then I begin to lose focus on my path like I I just I'm focused so hard on sharing the story that I just want to hurry up and get it out.
0: Yeah, I'm notorious about that. I take off on all different kind of tangents, and then I lose I lose where I'm going in the first place because I'm going down all these other paths. So I kind of noticed it too when I was listening to uh, the portions that I listened to. Uh, he does seem sincere. Yeah. He seems honest about uh, all the information he's putting forth. Um, It's... It's interesting. <laughs> it's it. It's, it's a weird story.
1: Time. It's a weird story. But um, as far as the diesel truck starting up and driving off, you know that could be anything, right? We all we know the military is notorious for using diesel vehicles. But Jay pointed out that his mom kind of lived out in the middle of nowhere, so it is very rare to just all of a sudden have a diesel truck sitting outside the house. Uh, you know, it's not impossible, but. Being with all the things going on, it's weird to say the least. Um, shortly after this, things start coming through the walls. You know, and, and I, when I say shortly, I mean days later during the night. Jay explains it as f- like flashlights coming through the wall, except it's not light. He, he describes it as like shadow beams coming through the wall. That's weird. Like a dark beam of light. He said they would they would start to come through the walls, and being mixed with ultra high frequencies at this point, alongside the the low frequency, so you have these shadow beams coming through the wall, accompanied by all types of different frequencies. And Jay's like, dude, it would, it would just put me through extremely high levels of nervousness, anxiety. Sleep deprivation. Uh, he's like, at this time, I was actually staying at my mom's. And I decided instead of staying here, I'm, I'm going to go somewhere where I can defend myself and not put her through any of this. So he goes to his buddy's house. And it doesn't take long. And all the same things start happening again. One night, Jay even gave chase to one of these creepers. He said surprisingly I was able to get real close to this guy close enough to get a decent look at him. And he's like, bro, this guy looked like he was straight out of a call of duty game. He was decked out in gear. He had the nods on the night vision goggles, all of it. But as Jay was giving chase to this guy, it's almost like they anticipated all of this because Jay's giving chase to this guy. And as he's running through the woods Jay's leg snag something. He falls hard on the ground. Pam hits, you know, just slams the ground, which gives the guy time to get away. The next day, him and his buddy get up and go out there to the same spot where Jay had ate shit. And there is makeshift barbed wire trip lines set up everywhere. And he's like, they're about two feet off what? the ground. And, his buddy had actually lived there all of his life and he's like, dude, I'm gonna tell you right now, there's never been a fence through here. Ever. Ever.
0: Does does he ever come out and like speculate that it's the military doing this? Does he think it's some kind of like uh like black ops group that
1: He definitely thinks it's a it's like a a shadow organization. Messing with him, some off branch of it's it's got to be military involved involved in. Uh, but like throughout this story, you're gonna hear crazy shit, and he claim, like he, the way Jay's mind works is that they, they are one hundred percent able to use a ton of technology on you, and they are also one hundred percent capable of using the paranormal against you.
0: I'm. I'm just.
1: Because I asked him, I said, because I'll get into it in a little bit. But I asked him, I'm like, all right. So, with all this ELF, all these frequencies and shit, they were putting you through the sleep deprivation, all of it. Do you think it is a hundred percent possible that you didn't experience the upcoming paranormal events? Do you think they made you see it? And he's like, I thought about that. I really did. He's like, but here's the thing. Yeah, I had a lot going on. You know, I had sleep deprivation, all that shit. But the thing that sets it apart is the fact that I had through the course of this story, I had three other women describe the exact same paranormal entities to me and you know in person. So that would suggest that three other people were also able to which you could say that by using these ELF's, these frequencies, that maybe they also made these people these women hallucinate, right?
0: Were Were these women with him at the time, like like in proximity to him, or were these other military people?
1: No, they were just friends of his. Oh,
0: so they they saw the phenomenon as like a guilty by association kind yeah. of thing. Like yeah. the phenomenon was aimed at him, but they witnessed it. Yes, I got you.
1: But I mean, and to be fair, that's the way I kind of see it as. At least it's a possibility that they also put these women under the influence. As yeah. well, Jay t- t- seems to think that, um, they unleashed something in his houses or whatever that was a physical being, you know, and it was there, harassing him essentially. Um, and I I, I should be getting to that before long.
0: I wonder what
1: like what he actually saw and experienced because it's fucked up.
0: I wonder what. Because I know he, he doesn't know. He thinks that he was exposed and saw something while overseas. But why they think he's such a threat?
1: I think they're... I don't know. I really don't know. It's hard to speculate on that. Because like I said, during our conversation, I asked a couple questions. But even whenever I would kind of try to weasel into the story a little bit politely he was just so focused on getting the story out. Like he would like some of the things he would just glaze over and keep telling the story. because and I do, I truly think it was because he was so focused and he just wanted to get this story off his chest and out the door. But, uh, so with all that going on, once again, Jay decides to move. It's mostly due. It's mostly due to the living arrangements that he had with this buddy. Things got, a little wonky around there. So he's like, all right, I don't want to be exposed to any of this. I don't want my kids to be exposed to this. I'm getting out. So he reaches out to another friend and this friend owned a trailer park. They come to terms on with, you know, with living condition. Jay initially thinks this would be a really good place. There's no trees. It's wide open. There's other trailers, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Well, he was wrong. Jay said, this was actually one of the most terrifying times of his life. And, the unbeknownst to me, the little snippet that I told you in the beginning about the guy coming up to the back door with the camera, you know, falling out on the spike trip strips, all that bullshit, that was actually at this trailer that he's going to currently move to. <clears throat> um, So during, you know, during all of this, it's, he, you know, he's being hit with all these frequencies, like it all takes off again. Uh, one of his buddies... Informs him, and it'd be one of his military buddies. Informs him, hey, they, they, because he tells his buddy what he's going through, and he's like, man, it could be this. It's a device, it's a declassified device that was given to local law enforcement. I tried looking it up, but I, I didn't have much time to do a lot of digging, and it's, it's called a Ranger. Well, as you can imagine, Ranger is an extremely common word, so it's really hard to find uh documents on this so i if anybody finds it, please let me know but apparently it it was given to local law enforcement he Jay believes that the New York Times might have ran an article on it, but apparently this device can it uses frequencies and all types of stuff it can do things like locate people within buildings, sense heartbeats, all types of stuff uh d- during this time, Jay also encounters predator beings but great! these weren't the ones that we were thinking at least that I'm thinking these were actually creepers that had cloaking ability at this point point. and a little bit later he goes on to explain that situation but with all this going on everybody around Jay is starting to think that he's doing drugs so with that being said Jay's little brother opts to stay with Jay Their styles are on point. I've always considered getting me a pair of snakeskin boots and their pair is mint. They also have crocodile boots, caiman boots, ostrich boots, regular leather boots. They they have it all and it's re- it's ridiculously awesome. You can even stop by their the local tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. So just imagine yourself getting a pair of legitimate snakeskin, hollow sky branded boots. How awesome would that be?
0: Nothing is going to intimidate a dog man like a nice pair of gator skin boots. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tacovas.com That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tacovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today.
1: He's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help, you know, being a good brother, he's like, I'm going to help Jay get through this. I'm going to go spend some time with him. Well, one night while staying there, Jay hears a knock on his bedroom door. He opens the door. It's his brother. His brother's like, dude, I am 100% sure someone is messing with the front door, and I just seen a camera come underneath the front door. Oh, shit. And he's like, Jay, can I please stay in here with you tonight? And Jay's like, I told you. And yes, of course, get in here. Fuck those guys. So... At, at, at some point, Jay is just like, man, this is fucking ridiculous. This is absolutely ridiculous. But he recalls a week when he had no sleep at all. They were, they were dumping so many frequencies into his living quarters that Jay could not sleep at all. Well, things get weird during this time. And so in the corner of the room, I told you about the, the beings that Jay begins to experience. In the corner of the room, there was a shadow that started to form. Shadow got bigger and bigger and darker and darker. He's like, bro, like this thing was just like consuming the light. It was ridiculous. He's like something inside me told me this was a demon. And he's like, this is the main demon, right? However, and he's like, I actually never saw this demon. Ironically enough, he never saw this demon. He had, he had it described to him by three different women that I was telling you about earlier. But the only time he saw this demon was the night after he texted us about submitting his story. This was the thing that came to him in his dreams. I got you. I got you. Because currently Jay is living way up North, but he had a dream involving way down South in this location and this is when the demon acknowledged him during that dream. But, anyways, this is rather interesting. You, you almost can't help to feel some type of way about this because Jay explains how this main demon has a little friend that comes along with him. And he's like, Jay's like, this is the this this was the harmless one. He called it a little scamp. He's like, it, it was almost like the big one had a pet. He's like. And I don't, I don't know Harry Potter, but he's like, it reminded me a lot of, I guess there's a Dobby, the house elf of Harry Potter. And he's like, I, I described, he's like, I figure this thing is about a foot and a half tall. It's got real, it's got long ears. It's got this long tail with like this little tuft of hair at the end of it. But he's like, this little scamp would, would dance around in the shadows and you'd see it from the corner of your eye. He's like, some nights uh me and my girlfriend would be sitting there watching a movie, and I would actually see this thing out of the corner of my eye, like peeking up over the couch arm. That's
0: and he's terrifying. like terrifying
1: when you would turn to look at it, it would it would duck down and take off. He's like, you would even hear like its little nails clicking across across the floor. He's like, yeah, and it would go back to the shadows and stay in the shadows. Now, like I said, he he had never seen the the big demon before but the he had to described to him you know well he did end up seeing the big demon so i apologize but the, the three women described this main demon almost like hellboy is what they described oh, shit. they said it had the big horns coming out of its head like
0: hellboy that's but, the worst possible yeah <laughs> right i they could have described
1: he just said that the way they described it is like it wasn't It wasn't as big as Hellboy. It was more like a normal man. Like, the body and stuff was more like a normal man, but it had them big fucking horns that come out of his head and stuff. Yeah. So, all the while, this demon shit is going on. Jay's girlfriend doesn't believe a bit of it. She's starting to think that he's on drugs. Well, unfortunately for her, she finds out the hard way Jay's not on drugs. So, one night they're in bed together. Jay's asleep and and she's over there reading a book. About this time, Jay actually begins to float off the bed. So he's floating off the bed, and apparently, Jay said he makes a motion like he's breaking somebody's neck. And as he does this, he rolls over in midair and falls back to the bed. When he hits the bed, he wakes up and he's looking at his girlfriend who has completely pressed herself up against the wall in terror and she looks over at him and and goes what in the actual fuck and he's like i've been trying to tell you i'm not on drugs from there they so now she's exposed to it she's they they're both here and like he described it as like a a real pointy nail tapping on the window in the bedroom <laughs>
0: Where else did we hear that?
1: I don't remember. Damn. He also just described hearing like claws ripping down the hall like the walls in the house. Um but one day Jay gets an idea because of the area that he lives. He uh they have sand outside the house. So he's like, I'm gonna go out there and I'm actually gonna rake, rake it clean in front of the window. And I'm gonna get some footprints, right? So he goes out there and he actually sees footprints already. And he's like, man, they were, it had like a four inch sole. There were three toes. And he's like, you know what? Essentially do this. Take, combine a rooster's foot and a baby's foot. And that's about what it looked
0: like. Oh, that's fucking weird.
1: Right? Regardless, he's like, I'm just gonna clean it and see if I can get a new prints. See if see if it comes back. Whatever this is, see if it comes back. Well, his girlfriend, because Jay had kids of his own, his girlfriend had kids of her own. Well, one of her kids comes out and starts to kind of inquire about what Jay's doing. Hey, what are you doing? Jay's like, oh well, something's been coming up to the uh, the window at night, kind of bothering it. So I figure I'm gonna rake it clean and see if I can get some footprints. And the kid goes. That's Batman. Jay's like, Nope. Excuse me? He He's Batman. Well, not Batman, but he looks like Batman. He's black and he has green eyes. And sometimes he comes to the window or about every night he comes to the
0: window and plays with us. Uh, no, he doesn't. And
1: Jay's girlfriend is actually there for that part of the conversation and she's like, That's it. We're done. So she packs up, and moves out. She's gone. Boom. Done. (laughs) Gone. Over it. Yeah. Over it. So it starts getting so bad around there that Jay starts to fear for his kid's safety. So Jay's ex essentially lives in the north. So he calls her one day. He's like, listen, are you good? She's like, yeah, why? And he's like, look, I need you to take care of the kids while I get my shit together. There's a bunch of stuff going on He's like, "Can you do that?" And she goes, "Yes." So she comes down south, gets kids, goes back home. So at this point, Jay is fucking done, as most of us would be, you know, parents. That is, when our kids get involved, we go to war. Well, this is exactly what Jay's prepared to do. Hell yeah, Jay. I mean, and we and need I remind you. <laughs> Jay is a is a legit combat veteran, right? Dude's ready. So he starts setting up traps around the property. He's like, dude, I've got like Vietnam fucking traps set out there in the woods. I am not messing around. Well, one day, Jay notices this black SWAT-style truck past the house. And I don't know if it has any significance or not. But Jay specifically notices how it taps its brakes when it's in front of his house, so he walks outside and starts kind of watching this this truck go by. He's like, it goes down the road a little bit, but pulls into this empty lot up from the house, and he's like, and I see geared up guys get out of this truck and make off their make their way off into the woods. He's like, this is it; those are the goons that are coming for me. They're either gonna harass me tonight, or maybe worse. Fuck this. So, Jay gears up, right? Gear, and all the while he's got a friend here at the at the house too. But Jay Jay puts the gear on. He's like, I put my my ghillie hat on, and he's like, and I run out into the woods as fast as I can, and he finds a good little position to hold up for a minute. So he's and it, he's like, it's uh, it's getting to be da- like dark. Just getting to be dark there. And Jay's weapon of choice, which is significantly tells me he is done fucking around. He's dual-wielding machetes.
0: <laughs> Fuck yes.
1: Right? So hiding like hiding behind trees and shit. He's like, dude, I could I can liter I could literally hear these dudes walking. I could I could hear him walking through the woods toward my spot. And here I am, you know, essentially whatever it was a tree or whatever it was, but he's hiding behind there with two machetes ready to duke it out. He's like, Kyle, i w I'm not kidding you, man. Like I was at the point in my life where I was I was ready to take somebody's life over this. He was that serious about it. You know, you hear that. And I, I know, I know a lot of people listening are probably gonna be like, This is crazy. Like this is too much. This is, there's way too much behind it, but I'm, I'm telling you right now, think about, put yourself in this man's shoes. Think about what he's been through. Think about what he's seen. He's been subjected to constant harassment frequencies and which at, we all know from Steve's Havana syndrome episode that these frequencies can severely fuck you up. Yep. He's been, he, he, he's been a victim to long periods of time of sleep deprivation, the final straw involving his children in all of this. So in my personal opinion, you are creating a man with nothing to lose. He's walking a very thin line of man and monster, and he's preparing himself to become that monster. Not to mention a man with the know-how, the ability, and the morality to fight.
0: With akimbo
1: machetes. machetes. Right. So he's got... He he has zero fucks at this point. And I'm sure, as as you would be in that, that... Imagine you were out in the woods with two machetes. And you know there is a chock-full group. He didn't say if they were armed to the teeth or not. Regardless of, you're probably going to lose that fight. He most likely realizes he's going to lose that fight. But some men... Are more than willing to make that stand and face the inevitable, right? Out of sheer principle, if nothing else. But anyways, and it it, it is fantastic. It's it's insane. He's he's out in the woods, geared up, right? Dual wielding these machetes, waiting for these dudes to creep in. Well, at this time, like I said prior, Jay's got a friend inside the house. The friend is in the house in almost utter disbelief. Like, what in the actual fuck is Jay out there doing? This dude has done lost his mind. Right? So this dude, his buddy, sticks his head out the back door, and he's like, what's he say? Uh, Hey, Jay, I know you're out in the woods looking for the spooks, but have a good day. And all of a sudden, Jay hears the entire team stop. They stop moving through the woods. Jay goes to give pursuit to these guys. At this point, he says, fuck this. These dudes aren't getting away this time. He takes off running in the direction he hears the footsteps. And he's like, but I shit you not, Kyle, I saw not one of them. There were not one. There was nothing out there. And he's like, At this point, little did I know they were actually invisible, which sounds insane, right? It sounds just crazy, but during all of this, so at at that point, Jay was so committed to that thought process, to those actions, to all of it, and it came up with nothing. So Jay, he's like, Kyle, at this point, I start questioning my sanity, bro. I think I'm going schizophrenic. I'm losing my fucking mind. All of it. So I called a buddy of mine, an airborne ranger, and he, he starts talking to his buddy, and he's like, dude, I'm having like a mental fucking break, man. I don't know what's going on. Maybe it's from the, the time served. Maybe it's from this, that. I don't know, man. Like, I need help. Can you come over? And his airborne buddy's like, I got you. Like, I'll be there, man. So he shows up. He's like, what's going on, Jay? Jay explains the story to him, and he's like, Bro, I'm losing my fucking mind. He's like, he's like, I'm seeing invisible people. I'm getting hit with frequencies that's making me see things and experience things. Like I I I got to be losing my mind. And he's like, listen, man, I'm gonna tell you something. He's like, what you're experiencing with these guys, that those they're real flesh and blood people, but they're using something that we call the the chameleon soup. It's just straight up classified. He says, do you remember the time they sent the airborne dudes in to rescue all the Marines over there? And, and Jay's like, yeah, he's like, I was one of those guys. And we, they handed us these suits. They were almost like leotards and we put them on. And if I remember correctly from Jay's description, the, the only time you can see these guys in these suits is when they stop moving. You, that's when you see the the predator silhouette, silhouette. Yeah. But if, he's like if the, if they are moving, they're 100% invisible. You are not seeing these guys at all. Because Jay recalls a time whenever he was close enough to one of these things, where he thought he was close enough to one of these things, he thought he actually touched it and went through it. Right? But what Jay actually comes to realize is that maybe as he went to touch this guy, the guy backs up. So Jay oh, doesn't feel yeah, anything. That makes, that makes sense. And then as he's moving, he's, he's completely invisible. So Jay's like, ah, maybe I just fucking saw an anomaly. You know, maybe I just, yeah whatever.
0: And when you're seeing something that you're not, you, you have no idea what it is anyway. Yeah. Nothing's making sense at that point.
1: Exactly. <clears throat> exactly.
0: It's weird how many correlations it has with the uh Andrews family. Oh yeah. Like Dude, I thought hearing, about
1: it a lot when Jay's going through the story.
0: Hearing the hearing the shit in the woods and them chasing him in the woods and nothing yep. being there, hearing the hearing the people talking in the woods and all that. That's that is bizarre.
1: Yeah, but Jay's friend, the airborne guy, he's like, Listen, they didn't tell us how any of these the, the suits work or nothing. Uh and he's like, Bro, I'm telling you right now that rescue mission would have never happened if we wouldn't have had those suits. It was a hundred percent relying on the fact that we had those, those suits that made us invisible. Cause we never would have got the Marines out.
0: So it almost, it almost leads more credence that this might, might be military.
1: Yes. At, oh, hundred percent. I'm a hundred percent sold at the military. That's why I, the more I listen to his story, the more what he said about his mind being wiped in the military makes so much fucking sense is that it is possible dude did something, seen something, experienced something during his time in the military. And for whatever reason, they are keeping extremely close tabs on him.
0: Dude, it almost, it almost makes you wonder if it's some Max Spear shit going on. Like dude, it super, could be, because think about it. If, if they're, shit.
1: if they're that fucking worried about him, Spilling the beans on something he don't even fucking remember. Yeah, 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 yeah. What better way to put him through all this shit and make him batshit crazy? So if he does spill the beans, well, that guy's a nut.
0: Because if you, that guy's insane, if you start looking into super soldier programs and stuff like that, like what once they hit what a age? Specific age? What age? I can't remember.
1: Me either. Once they hit because, a
0: specific age, you start remembering, and that's and then they usually they put you down.
1: Put you down. Yeah, because. I'm not trying to like air dirty laundry and stuff, but there were there were times during Jay's Endeavors where he I'll put it this way, he almost exited reality. And you know you everybody knows what I mean by when I say that. I'm trying to be fucking ultra polite here.
0: Yeah. Which is I mean, you look you look into those programs, that's that's a either they take you out or they make you take yourself out. Yes. They drive you to the point where that's the only that's the only route you're left with.
1: Yeah. And Jay, man, in, in talking to him, he even he even told me, he's like, Bro, at this point in my life, he I'm not gonna put his age out there. I hope I already have it, but I'm not I, if I haven't, I'm not going to. I know his age. But he's like, I am XX years old. I've lived a good life. So I'm okay with whatever comes next.
0: What? Like, that's heavy. It's Oh, yeah. The things that you've been through to where you're like, you know what? Whatever. Let's, let's, let's get it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Let's get it. He He's like, I, I'm, I'm okay. Uh, but from here, things, they just get weirder. This is another correlation, Steve. Not as, not as pertinent, but it is a, I a, wanna a connection. to also, Go before we get into this yeah, next yeah.
0: this next series. I'm curious, Jay, if any of if you've ran into any other military personnel, whether you've worked w- you've worked with, went on uh, missions with, or whatever, uh, have just came in contact with that are that have had similar uh, instances that you have. Because when looking into Max Spears, I know I haven't put an episode on, out on it because it's a just a, a whole. You could start a whole podcast by yourself on that. But he would he would come into contact with other people experiencing the same stuff, just what seems randomly. But as they get together and they start to notice it, almost almost purposely bringing these bringing people who have experienced the same shit together. That's over interesting. Time. So I'm just curious if you've ran into anybody else who has military background who is experiencing the same thing like just on a on a whim you know you're both on vacation you run into one another you're at a restaurant you run into one another because it could very well be something like that
1: absolutely Yeah. yeah that's that's great observation and a great point to bring up hopefully hopefully jay hears this and we'll maybe get some answers about it um but you know moving on uh from the, you know, like I said, from things from here, things just get weirder. Uh, he's like, dude. At this point, he's like the fucking owls, bro. The owls. What? Right. He's like, there was there was more than one night whenever the owls would just try to attack me. They'd just swoop down. All this shit. Uh, he moved further out of town at this point with a friend. Uh, one one night they were, and this is terrifying, one night they were looking for his friend's daughter and they were calling the daughter's name. So Jay kind of sticks his head, like not thinking much about it and just being uh, thorough, he sticks his head outside and starts saying the little girl's name. Well, he actually hears the little girl say, over here. So Jay takes off where the girl is. She's out in the middle of the woods. Nope. Completely surrounded by coyotes. They have completely encircled her. Jay runs over, grabs her, brings her back inside. Jay and his friend, which is her mom, begin to ask her, what in the fuck were you doing? Jay's like, dude, I shit you not. She looked at the window, pointed to the stars, and said they were coming back to see me no get this the little girl was roughly three years old at the time jay's like there's no way she knew anything about what was going on she was three three years old (laughs) and then there was a night because jay was jay was essentially seeing this girl's mother right so there's a time a couple days later whatever Jay and her mom were in bed together. The little girl comes into the room. And she says, they're back. And they've come to see me. So her mother looks at Jay and was like, hey, will you please go check on my son? Who's in the exact same room as the girl. As he enters this room, he sees a dark shadow figure over top of the boy and the jay says to me he's like kyle it looked like this thing was feeding on him but whenever i entered that's the, terrifying yeah he's like but whenever i entered the room it took off it left uh the he, he goes back to the house again he's like dude they were so bad at this point that we had a small dog like a small chihuahua dog and they wouldn't go outside one night So out of sheer curiosity, Jay takes a squeaky toy and he tosses it out into the yard. And he's like this four foot red owl swoops down and grabs this toy out of midair. Um, And this is like from here, this is all just encompassing different stories now. Jay, there was a time when Jay and a friend were sitting outside late one night. They saw a giant UFO fly over. He said it was about a football field away. Uh, he said these, this UFO in particular was weird because it had these rainbow tendrils of light that came down from underneath it, almost like an octopus or something, or yeah. jellyfish. That's <laughs> what he said jellyfish. Strange. Right? Uh, but at this point in Jay's life, he's like, I'm fucking done living down here. I'm done. He's like, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna move back up north. I'm gonna move back up there. I'm done with this shit. You know, all this stuff. So, Jay's little brother actually opts to go with him to the north because Jay's like, bro, I'm so done with this. I, I was so done with this shit at this point. Uh, we left everything. I didn't take one thing with me. I just left it all. I just packed up one day and took off. Started driving north. I'm so done with it. He's like, the first three months we were living up there, me and my brother slept in a tent. But he's like, one night in particular, I remember waking up in the middle of the night, and he's like, you know how you can like see through a tent, but you can't see through a tent? Yeah. Right, exactly. You can
0: make out figures.
1: Right. He's like, so one night, I'm woken up, and I look over at my brother, and I notice these super elongated fingers hovering behind my brother's head. Uh, He's like, almost like it was scanning his brain. That's disgusting. And he, you know, had, as he kind of, I don't know if, if whatever was there knew he was awake or whatever, but the hand slowly moved away, you know, that was the end of the story. But uh, as time moves forward, things get a little bit better. For Jay. You know, I'm assuming he got a job. Starts collecting things. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. Because at this point he had. He had a dog. And he had a truck. Jay was going through some uh, personal shit. With the, a girl he was seeing at the time. So he's like. Fuck this. I don't need to deal with this. He gets in his truck. Takes his dog. And he goes to one of his favorite spots. I believe it was out in like a park or something. And he's like. I just started kind of like camping in my truck there. For a couple nights. But one night. He's like, dude, my dog, my dog's a big pit. It ain't scared of shit. This thing would, this thing would fight a bear. But he's like, one night my dog kind of woke me up and was, cause it was freaking out. You know, you can imagine Jay sitting in the driver's seat, probably head kicked to the side there. And the he's like, the dog was freaking out in the direction of me. And I'm like, what in the hell is going on? So I look out the window He's like, I shit you not, Kyle. I saw about a nine-inch reptile style hand being pressed against the window of my truck. And he's like, this thing, it was like a it was like a human hand, but it had like alligator scales and shit on it. It was the fucking most bizarre thing I've never seen or I've ever seen. And I look out the window and I see a silhouette of something standing there. I can't quite make out much more than the silhouette, but this thing had to have been at least seven, eight feet tall. And Jay's like, so I was like, fuck this. He stuck his keys in the ignition and went to start the truck to get out of there. But he's like, dude, my truck wouldn't start at all. So me and my dog had to just essentially sit there in terror, <laughs> not knowing what was going to happen when he's like, finally this thing just kind of like lurked back into the shadows and, and, and left. So they they ended up killing time there, and he's like, in the morning it was really strange because me and my dog have been on edge all night. All of a sudden, I noticed from this this trail, this particular trail, two people start walking towards us. And he's like, "And it's weird because I know that trail. I've been down that trail, and that trail goes nowhere. Just the a dead end trail goes nowhere. There's no possible way these people somehow got past me and went into that trail. And there's no possible way these people just came from that trail. So it was very weird, right? And the the woman that was with, you know, in, in this group of two people approached his truck, started making small talk, you know, asking what he's doing there. And he's like, oh, I'm just, you know, camping. I'm just out here. Camping with my dog, taking in the beautiful scenery. And he's like, she was being real sweet, you know, making conversation. And he's like, another thing about my dog, my dog loves people. Super sweet to people. Loves them. But whenever this lady asked if she could pet my dog, and I was like, yeah, sure, no problem. He's like, as soon as she went to touch my dog, my dog tried going Cujo on her. And the thing was trying to kill her. And he's like, he apologizes to the lady, and he's like, I don't know, you know, maybe we, we saw, we experienced some weird stuff last night. Maybe he's still on edge from being scared last night or what, you know, whatever. I apologize, ma'am. And she, they just kind of, they go off, but it made him wonder, right? He's kind of like.
0: Something ain't right. Yeah. And like he had a, he had a weird feeling to begin
1: with, but the, he's just like, man, it just makes me wonder.
0: And it seems like, like you hear it all the time. Pets, pets are intuitive about that kind of thing. Yeah. They know. They know evil, be it human or otherwise. Yeah, it was. I wonder if the hand he saw behind the tent with his little brother <clears throat> had any correlation with the rep, the reptilian hand he saw. It's a good question. If he thought that was the if they if he thought that might have been the same being.
1: It's a good question because they were kind of they're
0: kind of doing the same thing.
1: Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um. Uh, where do we go from here? I don't think I, I don't have too much left actually. So from, you know, from all this life's been pretty calm for the past five years up until, like I said, until he reaches out to tell us about a story. So if you recall the opening story about how he was in bed and the person was in the bathroom, et cetera, et cetera. Well, now this is after he had reached out right to make contact about a story. Um, Or no. No, 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 no. I apologize. Rewind. The story that he shared in the beginning about being in bed, person in the bathroom, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. His son was actually in the house at that time. And Jay was like, hey, man. uh, Did you hear anything weird last night? And his son was like... Matter of fact, I did. He's like, I got woken up twice, but each time I woke up, I couldn't move. So I just, I just kind of shrugged it off and went back to sleep. Didn't think much about it. And Jay's like, so whatever was affecting me that night was also affecting my son that night. Uh Jay feels like the people who were messing with him from the south are now in the north. Doing it because he's trying to tell his story. He thinks that that whole situation was a massive warning. He also sent me an a text the other day, and let me pull that up real quick. He says, "I forgot an important part of the story yesterday. After I came up, after I came up north, I made friends with a couple that were veterans, and the woman happened to be a United States Marshal. After telling them what I went through." She submitted a request for anything they had on me. Her boss came to her the same day, ghost white, and he looked afraid and was very angry and and asked why she was requesting this information. She explained that, you know, Jay's a friend of hers and what I, you know, what he had went through and, and he told her, if you... Dig any more into this situation, you you're gonna be fired. Period. Then, I highly advise you, or I I highly advise you, never to talk to Jay again, or listen to anything that he's saying. She basically, you know, his friend, who's the marshal, more or less kindly told him to fuck off, and he's like, she's still my friend to this day. She moonlights as a profile for the FBI, but she still cannot gain any type of access That's, to what he's involved in.
0: What, dude? That that makes me lean more toward the whole super soldier program. Could be. And uh, I'm just processing all this kind of.
1: Yeah, and I mean absorbing it all. That was that was the main story that I covered. Me and Jay talked for quite some time. He, like, it is, I think it is a new property in the north. He actually has migrating Bigfoot that come through. Oh, that's dope. And he's like, it's weird because now <clears throat> they let Jay know when they're there. That's awesome. As, like, a, a mutual respect thing because yeah. Jay's like, I actually went outside one. He's like, I didn't see him, but I know that I encroached on him, and I don't think they really like that. So now we have this mutual thing. when When they come through, they let me know. And I don't go outside and mess with them. I just let them do their thing. He's like, he's like, bro, they'll throw snowballs and shit at the house.
0: Just to let them know, like, hey, we're yeah. not coming through. Yeah, this is completely off topic, but since we're talking about Bigfoot, I heard a story about um, this this family that had Bigfoot on their property, and the daughter went out with the dog one time, and the Bigfoot would stay in the tree line, and they started whistling for the dog. And the dog ran up to him, just super stoked, like like they'd done this a hundred times before. Really? Uh, yep. Yeah. And they we went sniffed him, greeted him, came back, and the bigfoot went on their way. That's awesome. It's <laughs> So weird, but that's awesome. Back to Jay's story. I just thought I'd throw that in there. uh so he thinks he's in the camp that this whatever th- whatever uh, human alphabet agency is messing with him can also uh, affect the paranormal to mess with him. I'm kind of yeah. going. A different route here like we've heard
1: those stories before though
0: yeah 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 absolutely and i'm not discrediting it it it, it holds just as much water as my theory right i'm thinking that whatever the more the like i process the story it almost seems like like jay could have been part of some sort of super soldier program i like that and because
1: uh, that I, does make a lot of fucking sense
0: whatever they had him do whatever they uh trained him on whatever missions they had him on when they wiped his brain out he's getting closer to that age where he's remembering things and you you said he had been close to the point where he wanted to exit this world but he never he never did it yeah so now <clears throat> as he's recalling more and more they're getting more and more nervous so they're they're kind of Keeping tabs, making his life a little bit more wild on that area, that aspect. But the cameras under the door, the cloak figures out in the woods and stuff. The paranormal aspect. I'm kind of on a different level here because I don't feel like it's the government that is uh, manipulating them to also affect Jay. What if Jay and whatever kind of program they put him through? What if he's so such a threat to to essentially everything that not only the government is looking at him but now these beings from wherever from the ether have also noticed him I like it and they're also I like like it like this this dude is something I love it this dude is something different we need to keep an eye on him and And
1: that's that's a that's a valid fucking point because you made a statement that kind of hit me Jay assumes that he saw something, and that's why his memory got wiped. What if it is what you said? What if he did something? What if he was trained to do something? What if, for all we know, it could have been a Stranger Things situation where he was able to cross over into the ether. 20 and back. You know what I'm saying? Like There there could be a plethora of things as to why all of this shit yeah, is happening to I him.
0: And beyond that and if oh, they
1: augmented him in any way shape or form you know cuz if we're going to go out into woo woo land let's, let's we go. can go but i mean imagine if what are the repercussions if they were to essentially modify him with extraterrestrial dna
0: what i'm what i'm thinking is maybe maybe they didn't notice him because of what he's capable of. Maybe he was sent on a mission to where he was a threat to them. Right. He went out and went head to head with some of these beings. Could be. Survived, came back. Now they're like, oh shit. God. This dude is still here.
1: Jay, you are a living, breathing SCP agent. He's,
0: I mean, he's interdimensional Rambo.
1: Ooh, I like that.
0: That's your new nickname forever. It's just... uh, It's so much to consume.
1: Well, and think about it, because this is what I told Jay, too. I said, me and Steve have heard every aspect of your story before, right? Every single bit of it we've heard. The only thing that makes it different and special is that your story combines it all. Like, it has has all these
0: it's all brought together.
1: All these different pillars are here. Yeah. And I mean Jay is a plethora of uh, and it's and dude for all I know, and I'm not throwing any shade at Jay at all or anything of that nature. For all I know, he might not be telling us the the 100% full story. Yeah, he could this have This might stuff, have been
0: a vetting process. You could have stuff tucked tucked under the vest that he's just keeping.
1: Yeah. I don't know. There might. And because, and especially with these types of things, it could also be that, like when you tell us, whenever people tell these stories, and I'm not saying Jade did or didn't, I'm just saying this in general context for anybody. When you tell these stories, you need to try to be as thorough as you can because what you might think is a a minuscule detail.
0: Inconsequential. Yes,
1: it might actually be.
0: Tie it to something Exactly. It might Infinite be that,
1: that detail that you need. But I don't know. Like like I said, I sat down and talked to this dude for almost two hours. I felt like the guy was telling the truth.
0: I mean, we don't have any really reason.
1: Really
0: did. I know we, we've we been getting knocked for just believing everything that's thrown our way. but we I don't, don't have give any. a fuck. No.
1: I don't. I have no reason to not believe anybody that
0: fucks with us. Go listen to some skeptics podcast if you want to yes. hear you. We don't have any reason not to believe you. No, and because what the
1: fuck do you gain? What would I gain? Pick the biggest podcasts out there, whether it's, whether it's the Confessionals, Monsters Among Us, Blurry Creatures, Whomever, all the all the guys, all pick all the heavyweights in the genre. What in the fuck do I gain by telling you my story? Nothing. Nothing. I'm not going to get notoriety.
0: You just get it out there. You
1: just get it out there. Yep. You put that thing out there for people to hear because most likely odds are there are other people out there just like you, right? Yep. So it does, I mean, there are a lot of perks It builds community the whole nine, but if you think that it's going to make you famous, there's no point in that No. at all because it's not going to make you famous. It's not. And it's not. It's just not. Right. You're never going to turn into Joe Rogan from it. You're never going to turn into some celebrity from it.
0: No. And we are just here to provide a platform for everybody. We are just the mouthpieces. We are your favorite uncles. That's right. Just here talking about that. That's right. Your creepy uncles. (laughs) Well, they didn't say creepy, but I mean, (laughs) the shoe fits, then the shoe fits. Right.
1: And I'm not, I'm not, and I don't want to put anybody down by the statement I just made. I'm just trying to express.
0: Wow. Like it's this is why, why we go about it the way we do. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes, like, precisely. We we essentially are skeptics about a lot of things. We are. But that does not mean we downplay or belittle people for their encounters. Right.
1: Right. And then I do not I d I don't I don't like to do that. No, it's because not our, a, a lot of people play one side of the sword. If you're a skeptic, you always lean to skepticism. You're always like, that' ah, it's probably a pipe, it was probably this, it was probably that." And then the the believers always play to the belief side of it, right? It's just what happens. And a I I I don't I don't see there being a problem with going Like I mean, I did. I did it to Jay. I said, "Hey, man, when it comes to these demons, do you think that maybe because you're being sleep deprived, because you were having all these frequencies, you think it's at least possible that you were more or less hallucinating these entities
0: that were inside your home. Yeah. Asking questions is not throwing shade. You know what I mean? Right. Exactly. <clears throat> and that's just trying to rule
1: out sections of the story. Yep. You know, Because it was it was it a real demon or was it a hallucination that was being caused by somebody sleep depriving the poor guy and flooding his brain with frequencies? It's a
0: wild, wild story. Yeah. It's, it's wild.
1: I loved it. I thought it was awesome. I, I hope, know. I hope I did it justice. Hopefully Jay, I, I did it justice for you. And I, I portrayed it the way that you intended it to be portrayed.
0: Oh yeah. And Jay, if you ever, if you ever get to a point to where you want to put it all out there, we have an open spot. We have yes. An open.
1: Forever. Open mic. Yes. For 100%. You, my friend, uh, I, real quick, because like I said, it was an hour and forty minute conversation, there were sections that kind of went back and forth all over the place. But I do recall another thing that I want people to know is that there were actually times too when Jay would have a dream or, or an encounter, whatever the whatever he described I can't remember exactly his his words, but he remembers like being injected one night with something. That's fucked up. And then but he, he thought it was a dream. Even though he kind of felt it the whole night. But he's like, when I woke up the next morning, I actually had an injection mark That's fucked up. where you know I, I was stabbed. So it, it's hard telling, man. Were they drawing his blood? Were they injecting something in him?
0: Hitting them with that, more of that super soldier serum? Right.
1: Like it, it is hard telling. It's, it's hard telling. But, I, man, Jay, I appreciate you reaching out. Yes, thank you. Thank I appreciate you. you sharing your story. I hope I did it justice. Yeah. hopefully everybody out there enjoys the show
0: and give us your thoughts on it please. Post it in the please. discord, send us messages because we're, I mean there's a lot to digest here,
1: and I'll guarantee that there are people out there who've experienced similar things who know more about this subject than we are and, and let's get this information out there for sure
0: oh, uh, okay um, yeah we'll wrap it up there So uh, check us out next week. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Uh, Check us out at all our socials, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, Discord, Reddit. Uh, Be sure to tune in with us live this coming Wednesday on YouTube at the Night Shift. And until we meet again, stay safe, stay weird, and Jay, stay strong out there, brother. I don't know what you got going on, but just keep your head up.